Hello, everyone, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. Hey, your boy Ish. Thank you very much for that, Ish, even though it was a little raggedy over there. If you are on yeah. Facebook, please make sure you go ahead and like and share this broadcast. And like I said, if you are on the Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button on Facebook. If you are on Twitter, go ahead and please follow us on Twitter so you can watch this stream on our Periscope stream on Twitter. And if you are on YouTube, please make sure you go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that notification bell for shows in the future. Ding. Thank you very much for that, Ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. righty then. Y'all know what it is. It is our week four recap. And the crazy thing about this week four recap is just about about an hour about an hour and 10 minutes ago breaking news um the dallas cowboys ish with some very dramatic news um maybe not news to dallas cowboys fans because they've seen the play in person what he's been doing season but news to the rest of the league around nfl when it comes to releasing not just a linebacker but a pro bowl Maybe even a cornerstone type of defensive player for somebody's team, linebacker Jalen Smith. Ish, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, when I first saw the news, I was a little confused. I was wondering, uh, is there something that happened that maybe they know behind the scenes that no one else knows? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm really confused at this point. I'm still trying to figure out what what's going on. Uh, to go from a guy that was, I mean playing well over 90% of the snaps uh, for this defense past couple of years to uh, I think it was only about 50% or so between the first four games. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like Michael Parsons alone just came in and contributed to that situation. I think that there's something else that's going on. There's something behind closed doors that's been brewing up maybe Maybe he wasn't happy with his position um, in the organization as it stands. Once Michael Parsons got drafted or it was something before that that caused them to draft Michael Parsons, I don't know. It's still early. It's still a lot of information to come out. But, um, wow, what a, what a move. It doesn't hurt this defense by any means. Um, I mean, he's a good player, but they haven't needed him. Uh, like I said, only playing like 50% of the snaps in the first four games. So um, I'll be interested to see where he lands. I, I want to see where he lands. Um, obviously, he's probably going to be going to a uh, Super Bowl contending team. Why you say obviously, though? Is, is it really obvious? Uh, obvious. Is it really obvious, though, that he will land with a team like that? Uh, it's, it's not. It's not. Like I said, if there if there is something behind the scenes that caused this to happen, then he's not going to land anywhere. And news will be coming out about, you know, whatever it is that happened. Um, if it is just purely he wasn't happy with his standing within the organization, he wanted to you know, a, a new challenge, 
they uh, obliged and released him, which I don't see why you wouldn't try to trade a guy like that. Um, I don't know. I'm like I said, it's still early on. This just happened right before the show. So no, you're you're fine. No, I, the article that I'm reading on ESPN is from Todd Archer of ESPN. What it really seems like to me is this comes down more to a contract um, and also cap situation more than anything. And also with them being able to see Micah Parsons and the way that he's been able to perform just, of course, in his rookie season, I think it was just easy for them to let to move on, to move on from uh, 2019. Smith signed a five-year deal, a $64 million extension deal, included $35.5 million guaranteed money. Um, last three seasons, he's had 150 tackles per season. This guy is not a guy that's a slouch. I understand that certain Cowboy fans, from what I've seen social media-wise, they feel like they're not getting enough bang for their buck when it comes to Jalen Smith, and that's understandable. This is also a guy, granted, five years ago, has been able to play himself back into a healthy 100% Jalen Smith coming off of, of course, an, a horrific knee injury at, at Notre Dame to where he pretty much you know, took a whole year off and finally is getting back to who Jalen Smith is. And ish, I, wherever he lands, he's going to be a steal for that team. And it's going to be interesting how they – redraw up his contract because another thing again and i see from social media a lot of people are wondering why we didn't get a chance to trade him why why do we just release him that doesn't make any sense at least get something for him right well apparently uh him and jerry jones had a conversation in the offseason about trying to trade him so this has been brewing up for a couple months now yeah so like you said it's just something behind the scenes we don't know just yet we have to wait Tomorrow morning, the news, and if not tomorrow morning, of course, on Thursday, to where we'll get the full details of what's really going on. But right now, on Tuesday night, it was very, very random and very, very eye-opening for the Cowboys to do this. And again, I understand the Cowboys have the futures right, the future right in their eyes with with um, Parsons and also Diggs on the outside. But again, Van Der Esch is a injury-prone type of linebacker. Jalen Smith being that guy to help out as well, too. I understand they have Jabril Cox and also uh, Luke Gil uh, Gil Guilford, but Jalen Smith is that anchor. He's he's that guy that's been there for that for the whole year, right? You, I can rely on him in weeks 15, 16, and 17, and, of course, this season, week 18, compared to Van Der Esch. I don't know how long Michael Parsons can keep this up because of – him being a rookie, you know how rookies are. We saw last season with Jonathan Abrams with the with the uh, with the Raiders and how reckless he likes to play because he just wants to show that I belong, right? I hope it's not the same thing for Parsons, but it's gonna be very interesting to see how this all breaks down for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's definitely something that'll be interesting to watch moving forward. Uh, definitely want to see where Jalen Smith lands, uh, but yeah, it's just wow. Uh, on Tuesday, it's just a weird time for this to happen. No, I definitely agree. And let's go ahead and move on to our next topic at hand. And usually, of course, we'll get into the football aspect of things. But unfortunately, we have to talk about stuff that happens off the field at the moment. Usually, we, we like to leave that alone, especially with Deshaun Watson and the things that he's going was going through at the moment. We still have not spoke on that. This situation here 
course, a lot different than Deshaun Watson's. The and the thing with Urban Meyer and the situation that he's going uh, through right now is, and Ish and I we talked about this before we came on the show. It's not about the act that he did and what he did in the little club dance. The problem with what Urban Meyer did. It's the continuous acts that he's done. And again, being supposedly being the leader and the head figure for whatever program that he's at. I see you smiling over there. But again, the head coach is supposed to be the standard. Am I, if that was Nick Saban, if that was Bill Belichick, if that was anybody else, wouldn't be wouldn't they begin on them as the same way? I'm not saying the same way, but we we've seen we've seen again, we've seen pictures with Jerry Jones and him dancing with with you know pretty women, right? We've seen certain things, but that was of course a different time. It wasn't during the season. wasn't wasn't Of course, that was, that was just a club incident, whatever it was, right? This situation with Urban Meyer, you just lost the game on Thursday night. The team flew back to Jacksonville. You decide to stay in Ohio for a friend's wedding. You go out, you go have some fun. No one's saying that you can't have fun. My thing is, ish. Again, we talked about this before we came on to the show, is that you, Urban Meyer, you want so much out of everyone else and you're not putting the work in. That's my thing is. You're 0-4. You lost, you lost on Thursday night football and you decide to do these things instead of going back into the lab to get better. Ish, I told you this whole this whole this whole year I've told you on this show, Urban Meyer will not last a season. Urban Meyer will not last a season. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about a contract. Go, 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 go soccer, wrap it up, bitch. You got it. Go, go. <laughs> I mean, are, are you done? Are you done now? I'm waiting for you. I need you. To, I need you to hear your rebuttal, and then we'll talk. I'll talk more about it after that. I'm not hating. I'm just telling the truth, but continue. I mean, no nah, I, I feel like there's, like, some personal vendetta against Urban Meyer that you have that you just feel the need. So what you're saying um, is you forgot about that hot seat episode. Remember I talked? Hey. I mean, again, I, I feel like there's some personal vendetta you have against Urban Meyer. Just tell the truth um, out here. X talking this, baby. I, nah, I, I, I don't under, I don't understand what the, what the complaint is. What, what is the complaint from people out, out here? The, the complaint is that he went, he stayed behind for a wedding. Is that the complaint? Is the complaint that he was dancing, uh, with this, with this lady? I, I, what is the complaint? What, can you help me understand what the complaint is? Yes, I'm yes because yes, that's that's the best reason on there. Because yes, because X is a Michigan fan. Yes, that is. Yes, because it, I'm the only one out here in the in the sports realm that has a problem with what Urban Meyer has done. Not just again with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not just with Ohio State. Again, with as well. There will be a third for thirty in the next ten years when it comes to what Florida got away with and what they've done in that program. Tebow ain't no saint. When there's things that come out about Tebow, don't be surprised. And as well, and, I, and I'll say this for everybody that's listening, everybody's tuning in. I said, I said, look, I, I said, I told us to send it. I told us to send it, and I'm, I'm going to tell everybody right now. I would rather trust Bill O'Brien with my football program over Urban Meyer, college and pro. Okay. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, you know what? Not even college. I'll give to Urban. Urban can have college. Urban, that's his realm. But NFL-wise, Bill O'Brien, I'll take him as a as a head coach over Urban Meyer any day of the week. But okay. again, 
it could be, I could be a hater. I could be this. I could be that. At the end of the day, Urban Meyer hasn't proved anything to anyone yet with the Jackson. I mean, as a coach, no, he hasn't proven anything in the NFL. I don't think that's the dis- I don't think that's up for discussion right now. I don't think that's what we're discussing, and that's again why I'm confused. Like, what is the outrage? What are we discussing here? Like, what is the what is the problem that you know we're talking about? Um, is because he was touching the girls, but like, is that what we're talking about? Again, we're talking about no, it's not. Again, why do y'all? Players? Why do you, look? I got okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I literally just said it has nothing to do with being at the wedding, being doing the dance. It's the pattern of behavior that he has had since his days in Florida, and now you are a grown ass grandfather. Grandfather is. What does that have to do with his time? My point is, take your ass back home and get ready for the Tennessee Titans that you're playing on Sunday. Like any other 31 coaches in the NFL. Wedding to go to. Wedding to go to. Okay. All right. That's fine. Again, that's. I I hope Ramirez stay for the Jacksonville stay with Jacksonville Jaguars for the next three years, so the the Jacksonville Jaguars could be zero and seventeen for the next three more years. And let's remember. I mean, let's remind everybody as well. Jacksonville Jaguars on the second active longest longest losing streak in the NFL. Okay. So again, all you I mean, gotta do is hard. win maybe one game to break that streak. But let's continue to keep though, giving Urban Meyer good. all they, the leeway. That's fine. They look. They look good, good right? Thursday, say, they, look, okay. they look good on Thursday. Okay. So I don't. Right. I don't see what Thursday night football. I don't ain't anybody give him shit. I ain't doing that. I we'll don't see what did you complaint. did you pick them to win that game on Thursday? I don't see what the complaint is. Did you pick them to win that game anybody, on Thursday? Anybody, anybody who okay. knew anything wasn't going to pick them to win. So I don't see why that matters if I picked them or not. They look good. So I mean. I again don't understand what the issue is here. All right. Um with Urban Meyer and having a wedding. At the end of the day, to... he's losing his locker room. The locker room don't even take him seriously. That's, that's fine. And again, that's fine. Okay. All right. Again, if y'all feel like this is fine, let the Jacksonville Jaguars be the second worst team in the league and continue to just do what they do. That's perfect. We're gonna move on because Are they obviously the worst team in the league. You're hilarious. Again, because obviously <laughs> nobody else gives a damn. So fine. So that's, we're gonna move on because apparently Urban Meyer can do what the hell he wants to. So that's perfectly fine. Do what he wants. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to some better news of the NFL NFL game of the week. <sighs> Ish, we're gonna go ahead and throw this to you. Let's go ahead and start you off on this one. I'm I'm very eager to hear what you have to say. What's your game of the week? Man, the game of the week. For me, the game of the week this week, ah, it just had to be none other than the New York Jets beating the Tennessee Titans. Because, I mean, how thrilling was that game to watch? Uh, Zach Wilson finally getting that win, uh, coming across and beating Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Um, even with King Henry rushing for 157 yards, um, the Jets were still able to pull it out in overtime. Uh, I mean, it went down to the very last second. You thought maybe Tennessee had it, and nope, they somehow choked it away. Um, but hey, you know, the Jets are on the board. Zach Wilson, congratulations. 
but um, definitely the game of the week for me. You done? I, I, yeah, I'm done, man. That was the game of the week. It was the game of the week. Go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. All right. As y'all can see, everybody, after uh, four weeks of football, apparently Ish likes to uh, play, uh, as they call them, buttfuck <laughs> games because um, last I checked, the uh, Tennessee Titans lead in their division while the Kansas City Chiefs are on the bottom looking up. So, hey, uh, hey it's all fun and games right now. I care about the AFC South. Hey, I'm just, so, just throwing it out there. It's all right. We like, we like to throw facts right, out man. there and just – Yeah, I mean, just, hey – we at least we lo- we lost to winning teams. We lost to winning teams. Respect, that, respect. That's all right. Respect. Um, I'm actually going to go with. It's not the sexy choice, but if you mm-hmm. did if you did tune into our pregame show on Sunday morning, I spoke about this game. I said it was going to be an old school game. I said mm-hmm. it was going to be one of those games where it's not going to be sexy, but you definitely need to check it out. For me, it has to be the Browns versus the Vikings. The final score was 14 to 7. It's not a game that you probably wanted to look not at. Not a conventional 14, that is. That's, and I was definitely going to get that as well, Ish. Again, it wasn't a game that you probably would want to watch if you're a casual football fan. But if you're a football football fan, that was a great game to watch. Both sides of the ball. Kirk Cousins, again, still playing well. Yes, of course, he had some, uh, some, some slip-ups in that game. But I like the way Kirk Cousins is playing. I like the way the Vikings are playing, moving along in this in the the rest of the season. The Browns, I think that was a very great, tough win on the road. We did both of us did pick the Browns to win that game. But for them to win that game, like you said, is scoring a touchdown, two point conversion. Then of course they kick a field goal. It's, it's 11, 11 to seven at one point in time. And then of course they kick another field goal to make it fourteen seven. And for me, I just feel like that game. It's it's really the epitome of who the the Cleveland Browns are, right? It's it's that we're gonna grind you out, we're gonna run the ball, we're gonna play solid defense, and we're gonna make you earn everything. And that's that's if the Browns are able to continue to do this, they are of course serious contenders in the AFC. The AFC at the moment is wide open. The AFC uh, is wide open to me, my opinion. But I think it's two teams, and then it's everybody else. Uh, and. I can't say that because you're talking about most likely the Bills and the Browns. No. Okay, we'll see. There you go. That's why I, I think I think it's the Bills and the Chargers. It's the Bills and the Chargers, and then it's everyone else. Okay. Well, again, those two teams haven't won anything for us to say we take those guys seriously until the they the go through their gauntlet. They have to still go through the playoffs and show everybody that they are real for us to say, you know what. We, we we respect the Chargers. Well, yeah, I mean, it's at the at the moment, it's the Bills because and the, right now, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying, both of those guys by themselves, you have to say, you know what, they have more experience in the playoffs and and being an MVP. Yeah, I would have Mahomes to go with them. Terrible defense to but again, fight against, so same way Aaron Rodgers had that bad defense. He's a bad man when it comes to just one game. Not the same. Just, I, I'm a, we will continue to we argue. We will continue about to disagree, but playing. when it's playoff time, things are different. Just saying, baby. Just saying. You know. You got to make is. the playoffs before you worry about that. She's gonna make the playoffs. Don't even try and don't do that. We're not doing that. Let's get to the comment section right quick. We're not doing that. Travis Crow says Cardinals and Rams for me as in best game, game of. Yes, yes, best game of the um, of the the weekend, and I definitely. 
I, I agree with you on that one as well. Is I was going to pick that one, but I'm actually going to save that one for another topic moving forward. Travis Crow also says Chip Kelly was a better NFL coach than Urban Meyer. Um, Urban Meyer that's what he's saying. So, and shout yeah, out to the Eagles. I, I might actually agree with that because he was he was really. It, People actually don't give him credit for some of the things he did with the Eagles. He was he was good. Yeah, I'll give it to him. I think he he was like that guy that was trying to fix things, but he just didn't want to tell anybody how he was gonna go about fixing it. It was either like get out the way, let me fix it, or or get in my way and get on my nerves and you won't. Well, like he kinda got in his own way on some of the stuff that he was doing, but um ultimately, yeah, he he was still decent. He was still a decent coach. I don't think that he was bad. Urban Meyer bad. Urban Meyer is bad. He's right. he's a bad NFL coach. Gonna have a bad heart soon too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh be up out of the league. I am just saying. Gonna, my heart, my heart hurt. I'm just okay. Thank you. All right. Well, if, if you tuned in last week, we asked, are the Rams the best NFL team? I'm sorry. I apologize. Are the Rams the best team in the NFL? In just a week, it seems like at the moment, the Cardinals uh, heard us and said, "Not so fast, my friend." We have something to say about that. And the Cardinals at the moment, 4-0-ish. Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? Um, Record-wise, yeah, you would have to say so. Um, also, just if the eye test right alone right now, um, I would say they seem to be the most complete team, uh, especially with all the weapons they have on the offensive side. Uh, Kyler Murray is just uh, – a terrible, terrible little toddler to stop. Uh, he just runs around nonstop, and it, you just can't catch him for some reason. Uh, he's like when your kid gets into um, the snacks in the pantry and you're trying to catch him so you can chase put him, him back and you just can't yeah. get him. Uh, that's yeah. Kyler Murray all day. And, um, you know, he's able to get the ball to to these receivers and in the past they've struggled with that i think the decent the defense has always been decent there in arizona but the offense has always been um kind of inconsistent on a roller coaster they haven't been able to figure it out it looks like this year they figured it out it looks like they've really bought into cliff's uh cliff's game plan his uh scheme and yeah i i mean by record alone yeah you got to say they're the best team in the nfl um, and outside of that, just looking at the eye test, they are, they, they've done, they've done what they've needed to do to win games. Uh, I don't see how teams plan on stopping them, um, with Cliff in this, uh, he's in, he's on a roll right now with his play calling out, if I'm being honest and that defense, man, if the defense can keep playing at the level that it is playing at, yeah, this team this team is a scary, scary team um, because it's you know they're going to score points, but it's that defense for me and the way that they beat up on the Rams. Uh, I even feel like the score it look makes it look better than what it was. Now, again, for the people that are tuning in, if you go date back to our earlier episodes from last year. Ish has been very, very keen on Mr. Cliff Kingsbury, and he expected better from from Cliff, not this season, but of course last season. And he put high expectations on Cliff this up this season coming up, especially with I all did. the additions that they had on as the ball. There was a lot of hype going into Arizona. 
I remember telling everybody, hey, look out for Arizona. Y'all can go and date me back on all of our social media platforms. I said, look out for Arizona. Everybody said, there's Arizona. Anybody worry about Arizona, right? Yeah, That's what you, I think early on in the offseason, you even said they they're a Super Bowl contender uh, after and some of the people movies. laughed at me. Yeah, and people I laughed at me. And guess what? I have no problems with people doing that because guess what? It's, it's still early in the season, and things can change. But the way that they took care of business against the Rams, and as being in a away game, and the way that they were able to take care of the Rams on both sides of the ball especially with the Rams coming off that huge win against the Bucks just a week prior. You have to tip your hat to the Cardinals, especially the way that Kyler Murray is playing at the moment, at least in the first quarter of the NFL season. Just last week, we thought it was Derek Carr. Now, just in a week, you know, a week later, it might be Kyler Murray when you really look at things. You, still, you will still give it the first quarter of the, of the season, you will still give it to Derek Carr? No, I, I wasn't giving anything oh, to Derek. My bad. Carr. I didn't hear you. I thought you said my bad. I thought you said you would give it to Derek. Carr. Man, don't try to make me give anything to Derek Carr. I'm not giving anything to go. Derek Carr. You were the one talking about that's your MVP. And look at how I he didn't say that. I said that for I said that for earlier this season. Relax. Yeah, look how he repaid you last night, Mister. That's all, my. It's MVP. it's one game. It's one game. I, I don't care what. And that's not my MVP. I don't call MVPs till about week 14, week 15, week 16. Let's relax. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so at the moment, let's answer the question for everyone out there. Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? Yes. I'm going to go with yes. All right, Ish. Are one of our favorite uh, topics for this show. See, what had happened was, of course, this is the topic where we have to go back and uh, talk about a game that we picked that uh, apparently didn't go the way that we thought it was going to go. So I'll go first. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go ahead and, you know, throw it back on me right quick for the one time. And um, to be completely honest for everyone, is for me, I think it's cool. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, I, you know, we were still going to talk about it again. For me, it has to be my football game. Yeah, last night, Raiders Chargers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed in myself. Um, I, I went to bed. Sunday night, and I told myself, the Chargers are going to win this game. I don't know what it is. I just feel it in my gut. Chargers are going to win this game. Slept on it. Woke up the next day around 3 o'clock. I said, you know what? I don't know what it is. I just I just feel it about the Raiders. It's the Raiders, the way they've been playing the last three weeks, they're just going to find a way to win, right? They're in L.A. They're going to have more fans, Raider fans, than Charger fans. It's a unofficial home game. I feel like the Raiders are going to find a way to win this game. That was my thought process. And then Justin Herbert said, this is my city now. The Raiders, y'all in Vegas. We in L.A. And not only did they win that game, the the one thing that I respect more than anything about the Chargers, what they did, when the Raiders came back after halftime and scored two touchdowns on them, they easily could have buckled up like we seen them do last season and lost that game but they stepped on their throats and finished that game. And that's something to be to be mindful of because, like you said earlier in the show-ish, you feel like the Chargers and the Bills are the best two teams right now in the AFC. And if that is the case, because the looks of things, especially on the offensive side of the ball, if y'all have not paid attention to the Chargers, go look at that offensive side of the ball. Mismatches all across the line. It's not fair. Right, and, and, and they and did that last night without Mike bruh, Williams having an impact. 
That's what I'm scary. That's scary. The offense is very scary because of the quarterback that you have to be able to get the ball to those players right where they need it to be. The ball that Justin Herbert throws are, and I I remember hearing one part, one guy say it on TV last night, but it's Velcro. Yeah. The, the balls that he throws literally hit you in the chest, and they're not going to move. He throws some beautiful balls. I, I love watching him play the quarterback position because it, it's like, for me, it's, it's like watching a mixture of, like, Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers. Like, he can really be the next generation of what we expect to see these mobile quarterbacks be or these are the pocket quarterbacks slash you know, uh, that can actually move in the pocket. So I'm excited to see the growth of Justin Herbert. Again, that's why I have to pick this game to be to see what happened was because the Raiders, for me, just did not get it done when it was time to get it done. Um, Man, I'm so, I'm so happy that Travis put it in there because oh, you my, bring see, it up? my see what had happened was... <sighs> You know, I'm tired of you, X. Okay. Let me let me just get this. Let me just get this off. Let me get this off my chest right now. Because I actually have two games that I have two games that are my see what had happened was. And both of them, I have to get something off my chest to everybody here. Um, everybody watching, everybody that supports the show. Um bro, I'm tired of X. I'm tired of X. I d I'm tired, I'm tired of this guy, man. Because He's got these two guys that he just pumps, just talking all this stuff about them. It's big in the mud. One up. game. It's yeah, one game. Talking about how, you know, um, at, at the beginning of the season, it was, oh, watch out for Jameis. Jameis this. Jameis that. And I allow X because I respect him. Because I'm like, you're right, you my dog, man. I roll with you. I respect you. Maybe let me. Maybe you know a little thing or two, but no, you don't know a damn thing, X. You don't know anything. I'm not listening to you ever again. I'm not listening. I'm done listening to you. I don't even. As soon as you say anything about Jameis Winston, I'm my. I might just turn turn my camera off and leave the stage because Jameis Winston is my see what had happened was. This offense is terrible. How you have Alvin Kamara and you are the 28th ranked offense. I don't care. Don't give me this nonsense about Michael Thomas not being on the field or whatever. Jamie Wilson don't call plays, but continue. Continue. This man, whoever he went to for his laser eye surgery, he needs to go and, uh, I mean, immediately, immediately sue them. He needs to go sue whoever he had that eye surgery by because it clearly didn't fix anything. The man still can't throw the ball to his own team. He doesn't know what he's doing. Luckily, he didn't throw any interceptions this game, but he can't throw to the receivers. He, I mean, at, at least, let me say this, at least he broke 200 yards this game. At first least of, he broke 200 yards this look, game. Look, first this of all. This man, Jameis Winston, you, you I'm stop done. Being disrespectful. They need to put Taysom, Taysom Hill, please. Taysom Hill, please, please, please. Taysom Hill, I, I beg you, talk to Sean Payton and start. Because we're done with Jameis. We don't want to see him out there for the Saints anymore. We don't want to see it. I'm done with it. He gonna yeah, he needs to start eating the L's. Okay. Jameis needs to start eating the L's. Can Secondly, I can I rebuttal? Can second, I rebuttal wait, my quick? Hold on, okay, hold on, go, hold on. Because I'm not done go. with you, X. Hold on. I'm not done with you yet. Okay. Secondly, 
I'm gonna need you to put some respect on my man Danny Dimes. Here we I'm go. Done oh with my you god! Disrespect to Danny Dimes. Danny, all I do is drop dimes out here through for 402 yards and two touchdowns against this Saints defense that was highly ranked coming in to lead the Giants to a victory. That's all I got to say for you. If you want to rebuttal this game, you can rebuttal this game because I still got another game to get into it with you. But go ahead and rebuttal if you want to. All I know is whatever your rebuttal is, it better be leading off with a I respect Mr. Danny. All I do is drop dimes. First of all, you're going to calm down. That's what you're going to do, okay? Because you're out of character. Okay, Bro, you're out nah, of character, you got me sir. hype because you, you, you need to bring it back down. You're at 11. You need to bring it back down to a six, sir. Okay. First of all, what we're going to do, we're going to bring up, because everybody loves those stats. I love film. I'm a film guy. We're going to bring film to X Talking It real soon. Don't worry. But right now, unfortunately, because everybody loves some stats, we're going to bring them up. At the moment, James is the top 10 quarterback. Only two picks on the year at the moment, eight touchdowns, and QBR. 65.9. That's fourth best in, in the league at the moment. QBR. Everybody loves some QBR. I don't get a damn about QBR. I love me some some film and seeing what I see on the field. At the moment, like my boy Cody, uh, Cody Chapman says, that was Danny Danny Dimes, Danny Wooden Nickel, whatever you want to call him. First 300 yard game since his rookie year. He's a bum. Again, one game for some reason, for some reason, you ish like taking sample sizes of one game and try to make it seem like, oh, this player is this player, that player is that. No, we're not doing that, sir. We're going to see the whole enchilada and we're going to eat that mug like a Zeke running for a touchdown. At the yeah, moment, sir, at the moment, he's the at the moment, I'm going to let you have it. At the he's the best player on a bad team. Sir, we're not we're not doing that, okay? We're not we're not doing that right now because you you're being else is the New York Giants and not we're not doing that. Move on to the next game because you're being very disrespectful. I'm not, I don't like that. And also we're gonna get to the comments right quick because obviously again y'all you're you're drunk you're you're drunk and, and again Cody says sorry he's late he's got the kid to to battle again we appreciate yeah we appreciate you for being on and and and, uh, and checking us out. Christine also says Danny Dimes with 400 yards. Travis Crowe says going to start eating L's. And Cody also says, please bring this man back down to earth. I hate Cody. That's what I'm trying to do because this guy here is, is on one. And I'm going to need you to go on ahead with your next game so we can move on with this topic. Because, again, you are you are drunk. You are drunk at the moment. Christine says, I was with you until the best player on a bad team is. Best player on a bad team. Best See, there you go. I, I told everybody, team. look, he was best he was here, and he just team. took it, and he just needs to stop. Yeah, Bring Danny, it back. Y'all gonna, gonna respect Danny Dimes out here, all right? What is your next Danny, team or your next game, please? please. Uh, my next see what had happened was that I have a bone to pick with X. Um, the damn Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. Ah, yes, yes. The I'm Denver just, Broncos were the why, imposters. Why is my fault, but the Denver Broncos were the imposters that we thought they were. Okay, they were imposters. They faked it. They were still, frauds. Still but none fun. more so than Mr. Teddy Two Yards himself. This go. man went for a abysmal seven of sixteen for sixty-five yards. He Bruh, got a Teddy concussion. Back to doing Teddy. Two he got yards a concussion. Things. Oh. 
I don't even want to hear that. What are you seven, talking about? Seven for 16. Oh, he had the concussion Stop. before seven for 16. Look, bro. Or, look, like, it don't matter when he had. had. The point is he had a concussion. Oh, okay. The, thank you, Cody. Again, obviously somebody watched the damn games. Right. Because you're tripping right now. I watched the game. I'm pretty sure when he, he got the concussion, he was still in the game. I'm pretty sure he was still in the game for a couple more plays where he probably has a couple of incompletions after that, and they pulled him after that. Uh, so with that being said, uh, uh, oh, what? Making oh, what? For Teddy too, Ain't nobody making excuses. I'm making facts. Making you are you are, you are, are speaking emotional right now. Nah, y'all making and Cody, excuses And Cody Teddy. is a Broncos fan. So obviously, again, he know what he's talking about. Bro, y'all making excuses for Teddy. The man right. was bad. Even I'll let I'll let Cody I'll let Cody take care of this one. Go ahead, yeah, Brad, Cody. We can have this discussion if you want to. Teddy is an imposter. Okay, I have been saying it all along, and for some reason, I let X trick me into. It's not my fault. It's not my Teddy fault. You somebody to do he this. wasn't. I already knew who he was, but I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and ride with the Broncos. Maybe people aren't giving them respect. I understand they played. Teams that have won a total of zero games. I understand that this team is, you know, they actually have a defense that should be respected. All of those things. I was thinking to myself, okay, the X may be on to something here. Most importantly, I was like, Teddy might be going back to the Teddy of when he was with the Saints and went 5-0. and So I'm thinking, okay, cool. I'm going to ride with the Broncos at home, at home. And they only went on to lose this game 23-7. to seven. They weren't even in the game. Let's just be honest. They weren't in the game. The game was bad. Okay? Lamar, Lamar did his thing. Lamar is – week in and week out, Lamar is coming out, and he is letting everyone know and putting the league on notice that he is ready to be that guy that everybody has been calling for him to be, that everybody keeps asking him to be, that everybody keeps trying to compare him to Mahomes and so on and so forth. Lamar is putting the league on notice. The Broncos, on the other hand, you were the imposter that you said you were that I said you were all along. I don't care what you have to say. All right, let, let's read this uh, this novel that Cody put up. Anyways, yes, Cody says he got a he got the concussion on like the last offensive play on the first half on the first half. Didn't play again after. But if you can't get the run game going, you can't pass. Baltimore has a nasty front seven. You can't call them imposters for beating three teams they should have beaten. Even I didn't even I didn't pick them to win the game. Plus, didn't have uh, two of our starting offensive guards. And that is, I mean, everything Cody is saying is definitely is correct. And I and I said that in the pregame show. You can't be mad at the Broncos for playing who they play. They're three and zero. They beat teams that they that they beat on their schedule, and they got beat by a better team. Might not be a better team to you know maybe when everybody's fully healthy, but at the moment they uh, the, the Ravens won. They play a great game, and maybe the Broncos might be a surprise team. It all sounds it team. all sounds nice. It all sounds nice. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and move on because you. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just saying. You, just you, you, say. you feel like you, you a little hurt right now. I, I look the same way. Y'all feel like me with Urban Meyer or whatnot. I feel like you because you were a Chiefs fan. You get on the Broncos a little too hard right now. I feel I like a little animosity. Be. That's just me. I'm, 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 I might be. I'm okay. I'm, I'm just making sure I ain't tripping because if it, okay, I'm just. I might be. It, it may. It maybe. It's maybe it's a Chiefs thing. Oh, because because Cody said, uh, shit, they beat the Chiefs ish, because. Is that what it is? Is that why you feeling about? It might, oh, okay. It might. 
All that, all that is is coming together once it makes sense. It makes sense. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and move on. Don't worry, we we gonna see y'all. We gonna see y'all later in the year. We are. We, let's we talk. Let's talk very briefly of, of course, the return. Thomas Why Brady. Are we we're going to talk uh, about it because the voice of TV greatness, Thomas Brady, returns to Foxborough. That is my NFL film voice, exactly. And Thomas Brady does what he does best, and that leads his team down the field for a game-winning field goal. Well, of course, it looks like Mac Jones did have an opportunity to lead his team down the field, which he got his team in position to kick a game, almost game-winning field goal, of course. Wide left hits off the crossbar, but I'm pretty sure, and I want to hear from everybody that's tuning in right now at the moment, I'm pretty sure everybody really wanted Nick Folk to make that field goal because 59 seconds left to go, one timeout. Brady with the ball in Foxborough on the other side of the ball this time. That would have been a goddamn movie right there. That's what everybody wanted to see. But in reality, again, we talked about this in a pregame show. Ish, It's either going to be a chess match close game. Mainly, I think, because of the weather. That's why it was. It was. Or it was going to be a blowout by the Buccaneers. But the Buccaneers were going to win either way. And the Buccaneers ended up, of course, doing that. And overall, I just think it was one of those really great moments in the NFL. We're going to look back on it and be like, man, we was able to witness this moment. So let me pose this question to you, because this this whatever it is that we want to call it has it kind of irritates me when we, we keep bringing this up. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? Based off the game last night, what do you what do you what is what is your opinion? Was it and everybody in the comments too? I want to I want to see y'all, Cody, Christine, Travis, anybody that's uh paying um, paying attention to the show, watching it out. Uh, I want to hear from y'all as well. What is your what is your feeling after watching the Sunday night game? Was it Brady or Belichick? It was both. I mean, for me, from again, for me and and everybody else can speak on on you know on how they feel. It just reminds me of every other great organization from all sports, football, basketball, or baseball, where you have these great alpha male minds that make sacrifices for the betterment of the team to win a championship. And that's what Belichick and Tom Brady were able to do for 20 years because they both have big egos. No matter how you want to slice it, they, you know, both, I mean, Belichick will tell, I mean, he won't tell you, but you could just know Belichick is Belichick and, and Brady, he can smile on your face all you want to, but he has a chip on his shoulder. And that's what's, that's what's made, Bel, uh, I'm sorry, Brady, who he has been since he stepped into the league and that was made who he is. But I also just feel like because of the amount of work that both of them put in separately, it's like, it's, it's separately because Brady obviously was able to translate what he was doing in Foxborough to Tampa to win a Super Bowl last year and still continue on with the success. And Belichick, even though the record don't look sexy right now, Belichick obviously still has something with the young crew that he has right now. Let's be real. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get a chance to see Belichick for the next 10 more years and see maybe he can win two or three Super Bowls with Mac Jones, right? We don't we don't want to be able to get a chance to see that. But for this just just this one game, seeing them chess match each other, it honestly just reminded me of watching Brady and Manning 
when they played against each other, and it was, of course, Brady playing against Manning, and Manning was the quarterback that was chess matching against, of course, Belichick, right? That's that's what it reminded me of, and it was just really great to watch. It was a great, I, I, it was just a great moment overall. Everybody loved the .5 second hug from from Belichick, and it's just something like yeah, we can go, we can always go back and just look at it and be like, man, that was that was a great performance on both sides. Yes, the numbers didn't look great. Yes, you people can say Belichick won the matchup because of numbers that that Brady threw or just the way. Look, weather affected both teams. Nope, everybody can say it didn't, but yes, weather affected both teams. It is what it is. Overall, Brady got it done. That's just how I see it. Brady did what he's been doing for the last 20 years, and he got it done when it was time to, be, to get it done. Let's get to the comment section right quick. Cody says, this was the first for Tom Brady. First time playing his former team. I think he was in the moment for sure. He needed Gronk for sure. I'm sorry, he, he needed Gronk to sure that dub a little more. I'm happy he brought up Gronk. I, I thought with Gronk being out, I thought he would definitely utilize OJ Mayo a lot more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I OJ Howard a lot more than uh, and then previous games. Uh, he definitely tried to utilize Bray, but it just seemed like at the moment him and Bray are not on the same page. I think that will develop later on in this season. But I'm just still baffled. Like, what's going on with them and OJ Howard? Why are they not able to utilize? I feel like it's something to do with playbook. I feel like maybe something to do with effort ish. You, you want to help me out on that? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. It, it appears to just be a, a disconnect. I I think it's a playbook scheme sort of thing. Uh, if you remember when Gronk first got there, they talked a lot about how they brought him in to block. Um, a lot of yeah. it was blocking, blocking, and um, I don't know necessarily that OJ Howard is the guy that you bring in to block. And if you're not sold on the blocking aspect, maybe you're not getting any reps. Of the receiving yeah, reps, yeah, you know. Yeah. So like, you know how that goes. It is what but it is, you, right? Like you got to hey, do the whole th- the whole job. We play we play high school football receivers together. What was the one thing that they said? You ain't if you ain't blocking, you not get on this field. And we was a spread offense. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to do everything, right? Uh Cody says 100% X was a good battle. All it comes down to is win or lose. Chalk it up for the GOAT time and to be honest, OJ hasn't really done anything since he's gotten drafted out. I, I 100% agree. I, I just again, I feel like with Tom Brady being added there, they would find a way to utilize his talent. I just Again, my mindset when Tom Brady first came there was, bam, you got you now have the double tight end that you had with Aaron uh, Hernandez and Gronk again. Utilize it, but it just seems like it just hasn't really it's come to working. fruition the yeah. way that they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily for Tom, he has an arsenal, of course, uh, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and, of course, people forget about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller is there as well, too. Hasn't Chris really Godwin. been able to – well, God, again, we everybody knows about God. I'm talking about somebody like Scotty Miller who – who can yeah, I feel like the, can definitely make an the impact? Edelman of the group, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's just how I look at him. He's, he's that guy. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on from this game, and let's get into, of course, overreaction after week four. I have a great one, but I'm gonna let my brother Ishmael take this one. My overreaction after week four: the Tennessee Titans won't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Really? This is what we're doing today. They lost to the Jets. I mean, what do you want me to say? They lost to the Jets. They're not going to get out of the So we're just going to pile on, apparently, the Titans today because this is just pile on Titans. Because if I wanted to, again, if I want to be a hoe and just pile on the Chiefs, when every time they lose, when they lost last week as the Chargers, Uh, I I am. I'm pretty sure I predicted them to lose that game. And I'm pretty sure. You picked the Chiefs. 
No, I, you I, I picked the, pick the Chargers, and I'm pretty sure I'm very realistic about the Chiefs. Um, I, this is an overreaction. Trust me, I'm still riding with King Henry. Um, but my overreaction, though, after when I was watching that game, and I even texted you when he missed the field goal, um, I, I it's it's this love hate thing I got with the, with the Tennessee Titans. I just you don't, obviously I can't not what what is what is the main thing about the not even the defense. What is the main thing about the Tennessee Titans? That's the problem. Can you tell me? Because obviously nobody's watching the Tennessee Titans. But continue. Can you tell me what's the main problem with Tennessee Titans? My main problem with the Tennessee Titans. No, the is, main the main problem with the Tennessee Titans as a team. What is the problem? I know what their, it is. Do you know their main problem? Yes, bro. To me, the main problem is well. Obviously, this past weekend they didn't have any receivers, so not even I mean, worried about again. Not even talking you about can that. stack the box against a team like that and not talking about that. receivers. Not even talking about yeah. that. But you close. Well, it's, okay, it's that offensive side of the ball, but continue. What what is, what is your what is your concern? It's the offensive line, ish. Oh my. It, uh, Everybody again, has people can keep issues. look. Ish, Everybody ish. has offensive line issues in the league right now. I, Everybody's having offensive. Line. I agree with you. I'm not saying you're wrong, but just like it's like our boy Cody talked about with the, with the Broncos, we're missing our we're missing our two of our offensive guards as well too. Taylor King Ron Henry is coming ran back. For 157 yards, bro. Your man ran for 157 yards, and you talking about line issues? Tannehill got sacked seven times, bro. In a stack box, brother. Tannehill has been got, Tannehill has been sacked every game for at least five times seven. every game. That's that the has problem. Nothing to do with the line and has okay. everything to do with the fact that your receivers aren't able to create separation and he's having to hold the ball longer. Ish. Plus, they Ish. rely on play action passing. Week one, which, mm. week one, Buddha Baker ran over. Um, uh, Jack, uh, uh Jesus, not Jack. He, did run, he ran him over. Yes, run, run over, run over Taylor Lewan. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it was nothing. Yeah, again, he's coming off of an ACL tear, but again, the line does not look like it's supposed to look, and that is a problem. That's my point. Yes, the the uh, Derrick Henry yards it looks great, but again, if Tannehill is not able to to stand in the pocket because he's getting sacked, that's a problem as well too. That's my point. I've I said this in the pregame show. Do not be surprised if we lose this game. And you, what did you say? You blew us off, ish. Go. We can run a tape back. I, I again moving because forward, we're gonna have we're gonna have, have film. Of us bringing back certain shows of us saying A, B, and C. And you said, and you rolled your eyes and said, oh, we ain't worried about, hey, Tigers ain't worried about the Jets. Tigers go, I don't care. I don't care. They're missing everybody. Right? They they still going to win. No, you disrespected the Jets because you forgot the Jets is still an NFL team. And Corey Davis played against his former team, and he wanted to make sure that he showed the Tennessee Titans what they missed out on. Four catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Shout out to Corey Davis doing what he do. But at the end of the day, the Titans lost the game that they shouldn't have lost. And that's on them, and they and they better hope it don't bite them in the ass later on in the season. You, you said it right there. They lost a the game they should not have lost. All right. They should not have lost that. Cody said Derrick Henry could run for 150 line, 150 behind. I guess any O line. Any O line. My apologies. Any O line. And that's 100. That's 100 true. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I I don't I do not disagree with that. However, I would say that when you've got a guy that's running for 157 yards. And your passing scheme pretty much is play action. There is no reason you should be losing to the Jets. And all the sack nonsense that you're talking about, it shouldn't like, right? If you are capable of running for 157, because even okay, let's let's talk about that last drive, right? Let's talk about the last drive when we pretty much knew they weren't throwing the ball. They were going to run the ball the whole time, and they. 
I mean, some of the play calls, let's talk about the play calling, because the play calling on that last drive alone was confusing. Why is it when you got Derrick Henry running over people and he really, I mean, he wasn't being stopped on that last drive, then you went away from him? Like, can you explain to me as a Tennessee Titans oh, I, fan? No, I would love to, but you know, again, for some for people, people that that don't look at the Titans love to comment about my team, and it's awesome to me because I like to correct them, like yourself, because you're wrong, and it's fine. People forget. Hello, Arthur Smith's not offensive coordinator anymore. He's the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, meaning that the offensive scheme has changed. I am not in charge of the plays that are called for the Tennessee Titans because if I was. Yes, we would be running the ball there, Henry. We would do play action, and we would utilize everybody amongst that offense. Right now, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, it's, a, it's just, a, it's. I feel like it's a lot of growing pains. It's still early in the season, everyone. I say this every year. I do not take teams seriously until week six. We saw this last week with we saw last. I'm sorry, we saw this last season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am not going to do that right now with Tennessee Titans or anybody else. Still. Early in the season, I think they will get things back going. Like you said, with, with the Tennessee Titans all the time with Derrick Henry and his running game, they'll they'll get things back going. It was just a bad loss. They have these types of loss, these type of losses every season, bro. Like it's yeah, because they play in the AFC South. Not even just not even just that. It's because they, they, they are not a that, championship uh, team. Championship teams do not lose. Texans win the South. Okay. That stop, stop, stop. That's my overview. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. Anyways, let me let me say mine because obviously you 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 drank a little too much, a little too much uh Hufflepuff juice or something like that before the show came on because you you drunk. Oh man, I'm gonna do my overreaction. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet because we gotta get to Mr. Slain that thing real quick before we get about here for the night. Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh wow. I said it. Oh yeah. I can't believe you just said that. Oh, I said what I said. <laughs> I can't believe you just I, said that. But all right. I said what I said again. So overreaction after week four. Yeah. I, but, but I'm very impressed by the way that they took care of business at home against at the time number one ranked defense, who we still had questions on because of who they played as well. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you played the, the teams that are in front of you. Mm-hmm. We both picked the Cowboys to win that game because we still weren't sold on the, on the uh, Carolina Panthers. But Carolina Panthers played well. They did get down at one point in time, but I did love seeing the fight from from um, yeah, from Darnold from, uh, from from I'm sorry Sam uh, yeah Sam Darnold I apologize and seeing them come back to try to make it a game. At the moment for me, I'm looking at the Cowboys offense. And I'm just like, damn, this shit is hitting like on. 80% right now. Like, this is not even full throttle because CD Lamb is not even like CD Lamb is, it hasn't even got his touches yet. Gallup is not playing still. Like, this is, they got a two back running back system right now. Dak is playing really well. The defense is finally coming along. Trayvon Dix has more catches than Best his brother. Best like, in the in the NFL right now. But again, the bombshell that happened, of course, just a couple hours ago, I am worried about that because will that change things in the locker room? I think Jalen Smith was a great locker room guy. Again, I, I, on the outside looking at it, I don't know, but I feel like he was somebody that brought in some hard work that is a likable guy that maybe you know they wanted him around. Maybe they don't, you know, and, and maybe they continue to move forward with Parsons and Van Der Esch and, and continue to do great things on that defense. But right now, the Dallas Cowboys, 
They're going to win a division. Uh, I'm, I'm, hey, I'll sit here and say oh, I was yeah, wrong. They're, I was wrong by watching football team. They're going to win the division. The question is, is what can you do in the playoffs? The NFC is stacked. It is nothing. Nothing is guaranteed for the Dallas Cowboys in the in the, in the NFC at the moment. But right now, if they can continue to play like this and get better in the rest of the season, why not? I don't see why they can't make make the Super Bowl. For sure, so. I agree with that overreaction. I like that. All right, let's go ahead and get to the comments right quick. Christine says they'll fall apart like they do every year. I'll believe it when I see it with them. Hey. I believe it. I agree with you too. But at the end of the day, they still have five, and y'all still have one. So remember that. Travis Crow, of course, looks like he liked Why that. He says, that? "Talk that talk." Hey, I'm just putting out the facts. You know, I'm just putting out the facts. All right, Mr. Saying that thing for week four ish. You can go ahead and take this one, play by. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Yes, sir. I already know all the haters gonna say what they want to say, but it has to be none other than the kid, Patty Mahomes. Oh. I mean, 278, five touchdowns. I, how can you pick anyone else? He just went into Philadelphia, into Philadelphia, on the return of Andy Reid, the return of LaShawn McCoy, and he just torched them. He 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 lit them afire. Uh, Tyreek Hill, thank you, my man. Those 44 fantasy points really did help me. But Patrick Mahomes, for me, he had to be Mr. Slaying that thing. Um, I did also think about giving it to Joe Burrow. That's my honorable mention because Joe Burrow did have himself a night as well, 25 and 32, 348 and two touchdowns. Um, but I just think the five touchdowns from Patty. I respect it. I respect it. I'm not mad at all. Now, let's get to the comment section right quick. Um, Cody says, I mean, after that argument you just made for Danny Dimes, I thought you would go for that route. Yeah, you know, Danny hey, Dimes, I, bro, he had shout a day. Out, shout out to you, Cody. Put it back on him. I like that. Danny Dimes had a day. He could have, if if Patty didn't have five touchdowns, I might have gave it to Danny. But don't worry. Danny has his opportunities coming up. You know, he plays in the NFC least. So there will be plenty of chances this season for him to uh, get get the Mr. Slang that thing award. Um, unfortunately for him, though, not this coming week because he plays the Cowboys. I, I definitely agree with you when it comes to certain um, players are going to get Mr. Slang that thing moving forward just because you know they they are they are pretty pretty good at their position. So for me. I want to I want to give a little shout out to a guy that's that doesn't get that much recognition, uh, especially with the team that he plays for. Because uh, let's be real, we kind of you know we kind of laugh at them. It is what it is. But we again we, we of course we, we we reward the best quarterback for this weekend. Besides stats, I also want to incorporate his story, and that has to be for me, Mr. Taylor Henneke. Beat the, beat, the, beat the Atlanta Falcons, 22, 30, 23 of 33, 290, three touchdowns. Again, yardage wise wasn't that great. Three touchdowns, no picks. But for me, it's the storyline of Mr. Taylor Henneke. If you don't know who he is and his story, battling, you know, um, being cut and playing for the XFL, the Battle Hawks, and, and coming to Washington, also like, getting cut as well. Wait, uh, sleeping on his couch to get a, a phone call back. Finally got that call back, and of course has been balling out ever since. 
and and for him after the game they interviewed him and he started tearing up about the opportunity that he's been able to have and him being able to capture on the opportunity and the reason why again i want to bring this up because for everybody's tuning in and everybody that's listening on the podcast we need more people like taylor henneke I'm not. We're not telling y'all to uh, to to be NFL football players. No, we're telling y'all to stop getting up on y'all's dreams. When shit gets rough, shit gets hard. Bust through that wall. I'm telling everybody this. This is me, it goes for me too. Let's bust through that wall. Let's continue to keep on being great on and off the field. Let's continue to be great parents. Let's continue to be great uh, brothers and sisters, and and all these great things that we are out here in life. Because when you when you are able to finally get what you want because you put the hard work in it makes the the reward that much sweeter and that much greater so he keeps on balling it's beautiful to watch and just to watch the football team as a whole from the head coach not the owner but from the head coach and the team <laughs> and uh you know everybody else and i watch the football team and besides the trainer, and besides the trainer as well, but yeah, that's not, another story for another day. <laughs> uh, I, I wish nothing but success to the Washington football team and um, and everybody that's a part of that. But it's man, hey, we got us got through another week recap of the NFL. This is week four, of course. We will see y'all once again. Hey, 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 hey. no, nope, I'm not nope, leaving just nope. yet. I'm yeah, not leaving just yeah. yet, but. Mm-mm. No, don't, don't leave just yet. No, nah, I'm not going to let you slide oh. by without letting the people know that you lost their fantasy this week to none other than your, your boy. Oh, here we and, go. Um, All you're right, no longer geez. sitting in a playoff spot. Um, on top of that, you're just dropping down in the standings. Go ahead and throw the standings up there. I, 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 don't I, run I, Don't I, run from the fantasy information because we must get the fantasy information out there. I don't even care if we put the pick'em stuff up, but the fantasy we stuff gonna, is what I'm I, I got you. I got you. Let me, let me show the folks. Let me show the folks because apparently, apparently Ish wants to let everybody know about Yeah, don't run. Don't run. No need for I, I see how you were trying to slide on out without letting everybody know that you lost. I wasn't. I wasn't. I promise everybody. I'm I'm here, guys. I'm not going nowhere. We don't run from nothing. Like I said before, we got we gotta get it right around here. We gotta get mm-hmm. these get you these chickens get right. right, as Marshawn say. Man, you gotta protect your mentals right. and your Yes, sir. Your yes, mentals sir. and your chicken. You gotta protect yes, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thirty-nine to twenty-five tied. Right. How did at the split? moment, I'm still trying to figure that out because I could have sworn that you we were up by a game. But hey, it is what it is. I'll take the tie at the moment. And again, that's for our pickums. And at the moment, our fans football standings on the NFC side: Club Shay Shay, number one; number two, Kiss Baby; number three, Bishop Sycamore; number four, Smokey Joe; number five, Brady's Mavericks; number six, Bay Area Bully; and on the AFC side, number one. Colonel Flanders Chicken, number two, just another title run. Number three, that man Dooley. Number four, Thanos was right. Number five, see these nuts. And number four, B Rocka. I'm sorry, number six. I probably ooh, number six with an 0-4 record. B Rocka. Yeah. All right. All right, um, uh, my last place teams. I'm gonna need y'all to get on the board with a with a dub. And uh shout out to Cody. He said he's Bishop Sycamore. Oh, Bishop shout Sycamore, to, okay, Bishop we, Sycamore. I, I knew I knew I Cody you gotta add you gotta yeah, you gotta put I name to face. Bishop we appreciate Sycamore. you, Cody. We appreciate you, Cody. We appreciate you for tuning in once again. And of course, as always, uh we will of course update everybody on the fantasy standings. I apologize for trying to get out of here before we let everybody know about that. And yes, Ish took 
meet down for this week. We will play each other again later on in the season. So yeah, we, we will. get my revenge. We will. We, will, we will split the series. At the moment, you have a 1-0 lead, my brother. And, of course, like I tell everybody at the end of our it's shows, early. please join us once again Sunday morning, 9 o'clock for – I'm sorry, sorry, 10 o'clock for our pregame show, 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. And, uh, hey, week five is – by the time you look up, it'll be week twelve, week thirteen. It's a slow, it's a slow but long. I mean, slow but fast season, long but short. So, Danny Dimes for the upset this week. Here we go. We're not doing this right now. Bye. Danny everybody. Dimes for the upset no. this week. No. And, and shout out and shout to out to beat the Cowboys. Shout out to the comment section. Christine says the banter you two had me rolling tonight. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, Cody. And yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you. Pre- I appreciate well. everyone for tuning in. We we really appreciate you guys, man. We love it. Um, we we love when you guys are here. When you're commenting, show that us. much better. Yeah, it makes it so much fun just being able to talk with y'all as well. Um, because especially when Edge don't know what the hell he's talking about. Edge, I was just about to say, especially because oh, <laughs> oh, that's what you about to say. Okay, he over here disrespecting yeah. Danny Dimes and whatnot. So, bye. Bye. All right. And on that note, bye, everybody. We will see y'all on Sunday morning. We will see y'all Sunday.